Welcome to Everything Life Coaching. I'm John Kim. And I'm Noelle Cordeaux. We are the founders of Journey Coaching. We're super passionate about all things coaching and want to share what we've learned from over a decade of coaching and training over a thousand life coaches. Dive deep into a more meaningful career, find freedom, and make an impact on the world around you. Hey guys, on today's episode, we're going to go deep on life design. What is life design um, and how can you design your own life? Noelle, good morning. Good morning. I love this term life design um, because it doesn't, to me, the words like design and build, it doesn't feel hokey. And I know in our world, there's a lot of words that can feel very kind of out there and, and, and hokey, like very slippery and hard to grab onto, but life design um, lands for me. Awesome. I am so glad it does. And this is a concept um, that I have been dorking out on for the last at least six months. Mm. And I'm really excited to talk about it today. It makes a lot of sense to me as well. And especially when we're looking at the realm of coaching and positive psychology, though life design comes from a really unexpected source, there's so much alignment with what we do. When Noelle announces that she dorks out on something, you want to definitely catch that energy because it means there's good stuff. It means she put some work into research. And so like catching uh, fireflies with jars, uh, I want to I catch all your, your, your dorking out in this. Yeah, yeah, it's such good <laughs> stuff. It's such good stuff. So let's get into where this all began. Yeah, um, it began with a story about two friends, Bill Burnett and Dave Evans, and they are both alumni of Stanford. Um, they're instructors at Stanford in um, mechanics and automation and product design. So think about you know creating. Um, mm different aspects of automation, creating different physical products out of molds and casts. So the theory that life design is based on is design theory that goes into your phone, your microwave, your computer, the slinky that your kid plays with, you know, everything that we touch in this world has come from um, design theory. Right. And what was happening was Bill and Dave uh, hold office hours for students as so many do and student after student after student were coming to them saying, what do I do with my life? How do I figure this out? I wanna be happy. I wanna be productive. What do I do? Um, which is a great question to have when you're you know, 18, 19, 20, 40, 50, 60, um, <laughs> <laughs> right? And yeah. so they said, what would happen if we took the same problem solving methodology that we apply to product and help our students use it to navigate change and transition in life. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. I love when any sentence starts with what would happen if. <laughs> yes. And that is really the tenant of life design. It's the idea of building your way forward based on curiosity, trial, and evaluation. Yeah, this actually sounds like, and I didn't know I was doing it at the time. I didn't know I was designing or redesigning my life, but this sounds like my rebirth. It's exactly how I went into it um, with curiosity, trials, uh, you know, information. Absolutely. I, I agree. And knowing your story, I think you're going to resonate with this so much. So 
let's pull back and look at this from a coaching perspective. Because when we come into the world of coaching, um, we love it when clients have clear-cut, actionable goals. So an example of a clear-cut, actionable goal is I want to go to NYU, I want to go to law school, I want to focus on environmental law, and I want to live in New Jersey close to my mother, right? Like that is clear-cut, actionable goal. We know where we're going. But humans, a lot of the time don't work that way. They have feeling goals. So a feeling goal would be, I want to be happy and productive, Mm -hmm. right? That's murky. It's squishy. And so when we don't have those definitive big rocks to hold up as a future vision, this is when we can start to apply life design. You know what you want as far as how you want to feel, but you don't necessarily know what that looks like. Exactly. And one of the things that I love most about life design is that even though it doesn't come from a positive psychology based perspective, Bill and Dave really freaking nailed it. Um, I was reading their book and one of the things that just knocked my socks off and I was literally running around the house looking for my husband so I could tell him is that, you know, in design theory, there are many possible paths and all of them can go well. Yeah. It's like, uh, it's almost like the, uh, the, the, the choose your own adventure kind of thing. Yes. Yes. And in our society, we tend to default into black and white or if then right. thinking, you know, right. if I don't do this, then everything is miserable. When in fact, every single moment of our lives, you know, at this moment, I could choose to have a sip of coffee or my LaCroix and they're both delicious. Sounds like uh, a new way to look at something is the beginning of redesigning your life, that that life isn't a straight line. Life is not a straight line. And the other part of life design that I adore is that you are literally the only person who has to like your life. Mm. Yeah, I love that because I think um, so many of us, um, we make decisions based on other people's wants for us, like our parents or partner or friends. Or society, um, you know, or just, I was, I was rolling around my apartment and I was really thinking about it. So um, for those of you who haven't heard the early days of our podcast, I live um, by choice in a very modest apartment in West Philadelphia. And, you know, there, there's some paint chipping and, um, and I could certainly upgrade, but I freaking love this place. I love the old mm. creaky house. I love the garden. I love the backyard. I can walk to the river. I love the high ceilings. This is, it's a French um, colonial house that was built in the 1800s. It's breathtaking to me. That's the only part that matters. Yeah, like your parents or other people may be like, you know, fix this creek or a, cra- a crack or, you know, this paint, you should repaint all these kind of things. But you're saying um, to you, you love it as is. The, the I love sprawls. it as is. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I don't need an upgrade because I'm super duper happy with where I'm at. Um, and so, and another part of this is that the the framework that we use for life design is very analogous to other frameworks in coaching. So there is a process to it. And the word that describes the process is generative. Mm. What do you mean by generative? Generative is um, an aspect 
of existence that is constantly evolving, constantly cre creative, constantly productive, challenging. So in the early days of the John and Noel story, we took a very weird dive into uh, tech adaption and tech development. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and incubators, you, incubators, you know, right. all of that good stuff, apps. Um, and you might remember from those days, we used design theory to build something and then see what happened and then go from there. Applying that to your life is interesting, but also as a coach, um, it's really helpful because uh, with those concepts, now you have something to apply. So it's not just a conversation and questions, but there is design to the actual session. Yes, there is. And life design isn't for everyone because it requires um, getting comfortable with the unknown. Mm -hmm. It also requires the acceptance that your life is going to end up as a tapestry of different turns, U-turns, wrong turns, failures, enlightenment, right. celebration, it's going to be all the flavors. So if you're a structured person and the idea of tossing out the rule book terrifies you, life design might make you a little bit squirmy. You're uh, one of your all-time favorites, Frank Zappa. Oh yeah. So Frank's what do you say? There yeah, cool. is. If you end up with a boring, miserable life because you listen to your mom, your dad, your teacher, your priest, or some guy on television telling you how to do your shit, then you deserve it. Ooh, man, that's a that's a little. It's kind of a mild slap in the face. Well, I mean, <laughs> hey, like I've had this quote up on my wall, um, you know, since I was a kid. Yeah. And to me, there is nothing more terrifying than a boring, miserable life. And, you know, it takes the power back because I think it gives you like life design gives you the permission to design a life that is um, honest to you, unique to you, you know, and I, I can relate to this because when I was a therapist, there was a lot of shoulds. Um, thrown my way, you know, like I should tuck my shirt in and I should um, carry the DSM. I should have an office. I should have all these things. And it just didn't feel right. And so I had to have some honest conversations with myself and, and I, I, I started to design a life that, that felt more honest to me. So yeah, I, I could relate to this totally. Absolutely. And, and if I had listened to my mom, my dad, my teacher, my priest, or some guy on television, I don't even want to know what would have happened. Yeah, I mean, you would probably be, um, I don't know, in school. I mean, you would definitely be doing something that uh, that you probably uh, are doing for someone else and not you, of course. Yeah, yeah. I have no idea what that would be like. And let's not even go there. Let's get into the process of life design because it's super fun. Yeah, how, how do we do it? How do we do it? So step one, which I, again, adore, is radically accept wherever you are in the journey. Yeah. This reminds me of uh, a Buddhism, um, radical acceptance. Yes. Starting yes. with truth. Yes. And I, um, I found comforting the words of Dr. Maya Angelou. We have to confront ourselves. She said, do you like mm -hmm. what we see in the mirror? And according to our light, according to our understanding, according to our courage, we have to say yes or no, and then rise. Mm. Yeah. So starting with where you're at, who you are, this is truth, not judging it, but accepting it radically. And then from there, 
building yep. or, or in this case, design designing. Yes. And, and calling yourself out, mm -hmm. you know, if you're sitting there day after day and repeating to yourself, your friends, your therapist, I'm not happy. Okay. It's time. Right. right. Yep. And, and this is a, the next part is really important. Um, and I think that it will resonate with a lot of people because, you know, in, in what I describe as the Coke commercial of life, when you go to your school counselor and all of the parents who have kids going off to college will certainly resonate with this. Um, the question is, well, what's your passion? You know, what's your passion? And that's bullshit. Like, honestly, um, very few people have one thing that they're passionate about. And even if they do, it sincerely changes over a lifespan and takes on lots of different flavors. And if we started to accept and discuss this more as a society, I think we'd all be a lot better off. Yeah, there's pressure when it comes to passion and purpose, you know, mm -hmm. and I, I always tell people that, you know, your purpose isn't a a singular path where there's a bell at the end to ring. Uh, you have many different purposes throughout your life, you know, and you're just kind of collecting them like gold coins. And um, I like this idea, and it's and uh, uh, it, it's a tweak. And it's um, instead of what's your passion or, or purpose, what's your understanding of yourself? Yes, yes, and. And the trick here that I can't emphasize enough, and this part is uncomfortable, and this is what makes entrepreneurship uncomfortable, and this is what makes product design uncomfortable, is that you have to constantly and honestly reflect what went well, what did I like, what do I want to replicate, what do I want to pull forward into the future, what goes on the never again list. Yeah, it's also, you know, bringing it back to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You can't design your life well if you don't know who you are and and also what interests and skills you have to offer the world now interests and skills are very different from passion and purpose we all have interests and skills they're abundant right so from there we're saying okay you know who are we and and sometimes in coaching um you know i have i have i have clients i have one client that i'm thinking of right now we've spent about two years just figuring out um, who my client is. And so this, it's not a quick fix. You really have to do the work of reflecting and figuring out. And from there, in order to define what matters to you, you have to give things up that weigh you down. Yeah, investigate and take ownership of what matters to you. Um, about self, world, others, release what doesn't align with the person you want to be. And this is what's hard. This is what's really hard is to um, possibly say no or draw boundaries or, um, you know, when you release what doesn't align with you, you may end up um, leaving friendships. You may end up leaving careers. You know, it's, it's, uh, it, it's hard to do this. Oh, yes. Or you, it leads to radical self-acceptance and you're just happier. Mm -hmm. um, so like, I'm never going to have a totally pristine house. Right, like it's, it's just, you. it's not me. I'm, yeah. I'm a piler. I'm a messy piler. I have piles of books, piles of papers, piles of like sticky notes, you know, mm -hmm. that I've saved over the years. And, um, and that's me. And I'm, I'm very happy in my little, um, I don't know. It kind of looks like something out of Harry Potter with books everywhere. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> my little corner of the universe. Yeah, I can relate. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, next up is, is brainstorming which is super fun. So if you radically accepted yourself, if you let go of what didn't serve you, you know, if I stopped trying to have a clean house, um, what would, what would spring up in its place? What mm -hmm. else would I do with my time? What else, what are my possible pathways to an integrated existence? And then number five is build a network through empathizing and learning from others. Yes. And this is where um, I think there's so much uh, overlap with positive psychology. What I was thinking of was Martin Seligman's PERMA theory that highlights positive relationships, positive engagement. So mm -hmm. um, connecting with and learning from others is something that we're not used to doing. We've been raised in a meritocracy, a world where um, toxic individualism rules. And again, I say bullshit. I'm cursing a lot today and I'm super not sorry about it. It's, you know, my Frank Zappa is coming out. Um, yeah. But it's, it, you know, when we get down to it, We've been taught to be competitive, to stay in our lane, to do our own work. And life design turns that upside down. Yeah, it's about doing life with others, um, yeah. empower, empowering yourself uh, through your community, your friends, the people around you. Yeah, and it's all about talking to people. Talking to people is so important. We can all um, live in our heads all yeah. day and, and paddle our own boat as far and as fast as we can. But when we actually sit down to have a conversation with somebody else, we feel better. We are able to be more generative. We get more out of the conversation. Um, and, and this is what coaching helps us do is to begin having conversations in an effective way. Yeah. We're not meant to do life alone. You know, we're social creatures. Uh, that's that's our our, our hardwiring. So um, you got you got to uh, engage with people, and, and a lot of people don't like that. But there's so much power in that. Yeah. Yeah. And then you know, from here, where do we go? It's saying, okay, you know, what's our story? What's our personal brand? And and this is the area I think, John, where you really exemplify life design because you've taken this out into the world and really done this with your own story, with your own personal brand. Mm. And I, I and I think you can change along the way. You know, it's um, I always tell people uh, in in journey coaching when it comes to branding and stuff that it's not dried cement. You know, as you oh, evolve, yeah. yeah, your 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 brand will evolve, um, your passions will evolve, all all your truth will evolve. You know. Yes, and um, changing your mind is super valid, especially if something doesn't feel good or if something's not working out. Um, it would be very anti-life design if you stayed or continued in a situation where you're looking around and you're like, I really don't like this. Number seven, step seven is to try it out. Test your ideas and assumptions uh, in, the, in the real world. And, and this is lined with action. This is a to-do. Oh yeah, so the beginning of the pandemic, and this is a great example. I had this thought, I had this brainstorm idea and I was like, I'm going to start running. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. And then I, I tried it. <laughs> yeah. Well, didn't it didn't work. last long. Yeah. <laughs> because, because you have to take your ideas and assumptions out in the real world. And, you know, several Charlie horses later, I was like, I am not meant to run. Yeah. Yeah. But the but the value in actually um, having the idea and then putting action behind the ideas is what that's what's valuable. Yes, absolutely. And then, you know, once you learn what happens when your idea collides with real life, uh, that's when you can start to tweak and adapt based on what you learned. Mm hmm. Be flexible. At all times, be flexible. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure just even, you know, having a child and leaning into parenting and, you know, partnered life, you've had to juggle your schedule. Oh, yeah. It's um, figure out when you can pass the baby off sure. um, and adapt and change the plan based on what you learn, what works, what doesn't, sleep training. You know, um, having a child is probably. I mean, speaking of life design, I mean, you, you almost instantly have to redesign your life when you have a child. So all of this applies. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, when we focus on, um, on enjoying who you're evolving into moment to moment, it's all about the journey. You might mm-hmm. find yourself in a life that you love one year, and then three years from now, it's time to change again. It's time to move on. And that's what's so beautiful about this process is right up front, it embraces the fact that we are never tied to a static future. Yeah, I, um, I'm gonna throw a, a weird visual in here, but it, it, uh, it's what, what came for me. Uh, there's a video game called Super Mario Brothers that was super popular, uh, I think in the 90s. Um, and it's this little guy collecting coins. And what I love about this visual is that's kind of how I see life is you're collecting coins along the way. And the more coins you collect, the more you're connecting to yourself. Because I think we have this uh, myth that there's a pot at the end of the rainbow and we just have to get there. And then you spend most of your life you know, chasing and um, not appreciating you know, the journey and, and all, the, all the coins that you're going to collect along the way. Yes. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And in um in that video game, you got to go to different levels and different worlds, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Awesome. And you know, I like to think of of every day like that. You know, I get to go to a different level and a different world and kind of figure my future out. Um, and and so you know, really wrapping this up, in order to enact this theory, it starts with your own relationship with yourself. And the belief that your life, your one precious life is worth designing. Yes. I mean, this is huge. You know, I think everything begins or ends with what you believe. If you believe that your life isn't worth designing, you're not going to do anything about it. But once you believe that it is, um, yeah, I mean, there's usually action right behind that. Yeah. So as, as you're listening, if if I have goosebumps, if, if this is resonant with you, just know that your life has value and you deserve to create a life with value and purpose. And, you know, it has nothing to do with the size of your bank account or the, you know, the cleanliness of your apartment or, um, or even what you said, what you wanted to be when you went, grew up when you were, you know, five, you can change that right now. Mm -hmm. A quote from Barack Obama, change will not come if we wait for some other person or some other time. 
We are the ones we've been waiting for. We are the change that we seek. Yes. Yeah. And speaking of change, if you are interested in life coaching, here's a great example of taking a concept uh, like life design. And, uh, you know, we gave you a lot of the steps and applying this to not only changing your own life, but helping other people change theirs. Oh, yes. I'm actually building this into the curriculum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so come on over. Check out yes. uh, check out um, Journey Coaching and um, go deeper with uh, life design. Not only yours, but uh, helping other people design their life. Yes. Thank you for listening. Be well. Thanks for listening to Everything Life Coaching. If you're feeling the draw to become a coach, head to journey.co slash everything to explore a new career that brings fulfillment, gives you a true sense of purpose, and a strong community to do it in. We created Journey Coaching to equip you with the tools, training, and community you need to attain your goals. Join Journey Coaching and begin your journey towards personal freedom and a transformative state of growth today. That's J-R-N-I dot C-O slash everything.